Welcome in to the Thursday edition of the Fun Astrology Podcast. We're going to cover several days here, June 30th, July 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. I'm going to take a little bit of time off here, and I will tell you why. One of the things is I live in a tourist area, and I don't go out on holiday weekends. I stay in from the crowds, so that's one piece. The second is this is the big weekend that I'm going to try to really push my book forward, and yet on a high-class night, I came up with a whole bunch of more ideas. So it's going to be a busy production weekend. The markets are going to be getting quiet, hopefully. As I'm recording this, it's been a fairly quiet week. The other thing is I made a mistake on Tuesday's episode. It got corrected. It was corrected fine. But it was one of those things that just says, Thomas, when you get a little too stretched, you need to slow down. So I'm going to honor that space, get a little regrouping, get the book moved forward, and take a couple of days off here. So as we set up the chart, the big pivot point that we would be looking for would be tomorrow night. This is Friday, July 1st, way late in the evening, 10.13 p.m. Eastern Time. Mars, in its own sign of Aries, but reaching the later degrees, squares Pluto in Capricorn. Financial markets, that could definitely be a pivot point, as could something that we correlate in the stock market. So here's Saturday's tip. Here's what we would have done on Saturday. We had the new moon on Tuesday night. Two days after a new moon, we typically get a market top, and then it starts to go down into the full moon. So that would be today or tomorrow, depending on when you start the clock on that two-day count, because that new moon on Tuesday was in the evening at 10.52 p.m. The other thing is the moon in Leo is typically favorable for the markets. So that happens tonight at 8.40 p.m. So you've got a little double bang going on here for the markets. We'll see how that happens. But then this pivot point, which could be Friday day or it could be into next week, but for all of us, at least, Friday evening, Mars is squaring Pluto. That is never insignificant, especially with Mars at home. This has all kinds of implications, and they could mostly be construed on the macro if you open up the news headlines over the weekend or even the next two days approaching it, Mars could be a trigger for all things Plutonian, especially just as the moon goes void of course today at 4.13 p.m., it will be directly opposite Pluto. So let me put that in a timeline for you. 4.15 this afternoon, let's say. 4.15 this afternoon, the moon in Cancer at 27 degrees goes void, of course, and it moves into Leo at 8.40 p.m. So there's your void, of course, and sign change on the moon today. Then tomorrow evening at 10.15 p.m., Mars squares Pluto. I knew somebody who always used to say, but a beam, but a boom. That pretty well fits. How do we bring that home? How do we interpret that in our own life? Well, know where Mars and Pluto are in your own chart and know that those areas by sign and house and aspect, could be sensitive. Also, by degree, the exact square will be at 27 degrees, 47 minutes. Pluto is in retrograde. 
give you just a little example of how I'm going to be looking at this in my own chart. Pluto is in Virgo, in the early degrees of Virgo, in the third house. That's in using Robert's equal house system and Placidus both. So when I think about the third house characteristics and then I look at what's going on in my life right now, all things are good with my brother, so that's not it, siblings. Neighbors, uh, I keep to myself. It's just being a Scorpio. (laughs) I'm new here. I'm the new kid on the block around here anyway. So what I'm looking at is that I am trying to finish a book. Well, communication, the writing, the information that is going in the book. I gave some podcast listeners the audio files, and I asked them to give me some feedback. They agreed. So I am incorporating that feedback into the revisions. Well, what Pluto tells me is, and especially in Virgo, be methodical. Go deeper. I'm going to use the tension of this square to Mars, which directly hits my Marsentune, Mars, Sun, Neptune, and Scorpio, that I'm going to use this to go deeper and stretch myself to put more information in that I originally hadn't thought of. So in essence, Pluto reform and transform even the characteristics of the book in this late stage of its development. So I'm thinking transformation. I'm thinking deeper dive. I'm thinking don't rush it. Pluto's not in a hurry. Why should I? Scorpio is all about going deep. Mars is in Scorpio, which it rules in ancient astrology. And as I think about it, it just feels really good. It feels like the right thing to do. The other thing that it does in my mind is it puts me on the positive, the upside of the aspect. So people could come along and shudder at Mars squaring Pluto. Now, Mars aspects Pluto either by square or opposition about every six months relative because Mars is two years around, right? So six months would be a square, 12 months would be an opposition, six months would be a square, and then the conjunction would be at the two-year mark. So relatively, it's a fairly often thing every six months, about the same time you get your teeth cleaned, right? <laughs> thereabouts. See, you could set your teeth cleaning to the Mars-Pluto But anyway, I'm just thinking that puts me on the positive or the upside of this energy. So I'm working with it, not against it. And feeling good inside is confirmation of that. Now, one other thing before we get out of here. We've been talking about Uranus and its position in the United States natal chart. In that Sibley, what's known as the Sibley chart, it is in the sixth house in the natal chart. But it also has been transiting over the sixth house cusp, although now it has pulled away by eight degrees. It does go retrograde the end of August, and it will come back within a couple of degrees, about a degree and a half of that cusp again. And we read the news that another food processing plant, this one a meat processor in Tennessee, is closing its doors says it can't keep up with the inflationary cost of its products. So once again, I'm just bringing this up to bring a focus on something that appears in the news and appears in the chart. And I don't want you to be surprised by Uranus if something further develops in that area down the road. All right. For those of you in the United States, have a wonderful Independence Day, 4th of July weekend. For those of you overseas, have a great weekend, too. And we'll see you all back here on Monday. I know in the U.S. it's a holiday, but not here. We'll look at the sky on Monday together. 
Have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you so much for a couple of days off. I need them. We'll see you back on Monday.